Are you ready? Hey, shot of wrestling. Episode 114. And wait, we go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man and Sabrina Jimping and Chip Team. From Milan to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hit the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Hello folks, my name is Michael J. Putty, I'm 35 years old, and yes, I called out of work to watch a wrestling event. You know, maybe that's why I'm still single. I'm going to choose to believe that's why, because you know what happened to me this week? Alright, there's a dating app. They're not paying me money, they're not sponsoring this show, so they're going to remain nameless. This is an app, it's unlike any others. You upload one picture, you don't write anything, you record a message with your voice, anything you want to say, a little opener about yourself, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So you upload one picture along with your voice memo. And that's it. The picture is very blurred. You can't see what the picture is. It's very blurred. And what you do is you scroll through these profiles, listening to these messages. If you see something or hear something you like, you send a message yourself with your voice. As you exchange messages, the picture becomes more clear and clear until it's finally clear. And you can see who you're actually talking to. It's almost like the voice of dating apps, you know, because they're not judging a person by their looks, they're only judging the person by their voice, and if they like it, they turn around. It's almost like that. Well, I got a message from a girl from Dublin, Ireland. I'm not going to date you. You're in Ireland. Why am I going to waste my time talking to you? But you don't have to be bored. So I exchanged some messages. And some more messages. The picture became clearer and clearer. Great conversation. So what you know? Finally, the picture becomes clear. Crystal clear. This woman had one arm. Okay? One arm woman is messaging me. So like I said, I'm never going to meet her. I'm never going to see her again. Let me just finish this conversation. So I send her a message. Now my picture is crystal clear to her. And wouldn't you know she doesn't answer me back? A one-armed woman doesn't answer me back? What, am I too ugly for you? Michael J. Putty's too ugly for a one-armed woman? Pfft, great way to kill my fucking ego. Oh, man. A one-armed woman doesn't want me. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. It's hard to swallow. It's a good picture of me. I look good. I'm in, I'm, I'm in a nice shirt. Nice blazer. I look sharp. My birthday. I look, I look hot. And this woman with one arm? Doesn't want to enter me back? Ugh. My whole world has collapsed upon me. I have no clue what to do. I'm going to get off all these apps because it is bad for my self-esteem. What a woman. Oh, Jesus. But anyway, how to get that off my chest? But like I mentioned at the top of the show, yeah, I called out of work. I wanted to watch the Greatest Royal Rumble. Debated it all week. It's on demand. Like I said, I'm 35 years old. I shouldn't be foregoing my responsibilities as an adult to stay home to watch a sports entertainment pay-per-view, which I could watch anytime I want to. Great debate. So I'm like, I happen to be a little sick this week. So I kind of played that up a little bit. But here I am. I can watch this anytime I want. I can go home Friday and watch this. I can watch a little bit Friday. I can watch a little bit Saturday. Hell, I can watch a little bit next Friday. But no, I decided to embellish my illness and stay home Friday. And you know what? Not for nothing, I'm glad I did. It was a great pay-per-view. Great, using a little word loosely, but it was a good pay-per-view. Enjoying a little long. A lot long. Ugh. I just sat through WrestleMania and I got to sit through this. Ugh. But let's get into it. Opened up with John Cena defeating Triple H in 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Good match. 
Wow. What a way to start that show. What a way to start. Cedric Alexander defeated Kalisto with 10 minutes and 15 seconds to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Then we move on to Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy defeating Cesaro and Sheamus to win the Raw Tag Team Championships in 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Jeff Hardy defeated Jinder Mahal in 6 minutes and 10 seconds to retain the United States Championship. The Bludgeon Brothers defeated the Usos in 5 minutes and 5 seconds to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz in 14 minutes and 33 seconds to retain the IC Championship. AJ Styles and Cheesecake knock him over. Ended in a double countout. The Undertaker defeated Rusev in a casket match in 9 minutes and 40 seconds. Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns in a cage match in 9 minutes and 15 seconds with an asterisk, I guess, on that. Braun Strowman won by last eliminating Big Cass in a match that lasted 1 hour, 17 minutes, and 20 seconds. I should do the math here. You know, I may not look smart, according to that one-armed girl in Dublin, Ireland, but I am pretty smart. I did the math in my head. 50 guys start with two. The guy comes out every 90 seconds. That means that match is going to last 72 minutes alone, which is an hour and 12 minutes, which means this match only had five minutes of action when the last guy came out. And of course, they were hyping it as seven titles are on the line. One was vacated, so that doesn't count. The new champion doesn't count. So of the six titles being defended, all of them retained. No, no titles changed hands here. This pay-per-view was predictable from top to bottom. We all know Braun Strowman was going to win. I even texted people saying, Braun better not win this, better not win this. There was no championship title opportunity on the line, like the Royal Rumble. Why not give it, it to somebody who could use it, like a mid-card guy? The person I was talking to, Elias. Like, all right, anybody but Braun Strowman. Maybe Dolph Ziggler could use it. Oh, no. They want the predictable Braun Strowman. Whatever. But if you watched WWE.com or on the app, they had uh, some interviews with some people backstage. So let's, let's hear some of those. Starting with Mike Canales. Mike, obviously a, a disappointing performance for you out there today. Uh, what went wrong out there? No, 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 no. This, this wasn't how it was supposed to go. This is, this is the greatest Royal Rumble, and I'm, I'm the greatest, the greatest love the world has ever seen. I can't believe. It. I mean, Mark Henry, Mark Henry. Are you kidding me? He's not even. He's not even part. Of, he's retired. He is retired. I saw him at the Hall of Fame. He's, re, he's retired. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I hope I just didn't break the record. Uh, oh, no, oh, I, I gotta go check. Oh, no. Well, unfortunately, hate to break it to you, Mike. He is currently being billed as lasting 0.9 seconds. Now, this is getting ridiculous here, okay? Santino came in and he broke the record by lasting one second. Now, Mike is lasting 0.9 seconds. There's only so much time it takes to be in the ring to go out of the ring. I don't know how this record could ever be broken now. Because I didn't skip a beat. Mike came in, went right out 0.9 seconds. I mean, if you're lucky, you can get 0.8. But there's no way this record is going to ever, and I mean ever, get broken. Speaking of records, Daniel Bryan now has the record for the longest time in a single Royal Rumble event lasting one hour and 16 minutes and five seconds. What did he think about that? Let's take a listen. Daniel, tonight you broke the record for being in a single Royal Rumble match the longest. How did you sustain your stamina? Legs, lungs, heart. That's it. (laughs) Uh, You know, I honestly felt like I wasn't getting tired. Um, I felt especially with the energy and you get closer and you get closer and when you see that number 50 come out and you're like, hey, I, I'm almost there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this close. Uh, but I'm not going to make any excuses. I didn't, lose, I didn't lose that match because I was tired. I lost that match because I can't get Braun Strowman. I, I couldn't today get Braun Strowman out of the ring and nobody else could either. And so, uh, so yeah, that's why I lost. I'm, uh, you know, I'm disappointed. But, man... I have fun out there. 
<laughs> what a what a pleasure to be able to go out there. I, uh, Roderick Strong was out there. This is this is from Roderick Strong. I haven't ro wrestled Roderick Strong since 2009. This is the first time we've seen each other, and the first thing he does is blister my chest out. <laughs> and you know, uh, I like that kind of competition. I like that kind of like grit and let's let's get after it and it fires me up and it was midway through the match and I'm starting to get a little bit tired and I'm starting to get a little bit winded and then I saw see not that he's an old friend but he's an old rival and I see him and he starts lighting me up and then it brings that fire back in you and then you start to feel it a little bit more and I don't know if you could tell at the end I stopped being tired when Kevin was down in the corner and Shane was going up just like you know what screw this I you have to pour out every single thing that you have and uh That's what I tried. Unfortunately, it didn't, didn't go my way tonight. Yeah, did you see that man's chest and his arms? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So battered, so bruised, so blistered. Jesus, that's going to last a long time. And while we're breaking records, Braun Strowman now has the record for the most eliminations at a total of 13, breaking Roman Reigns' record of 12 set back in 2014. And who doesn't love to see records get broken? Records are made to get broken. But come on. Roy Rumble's 30 men, Okay. This guy has 20 more people, which means it was longer than the normal Royal Rumble. Of course, records are going to get broken. I'm not making a big deal about this because, of course, records are going to... Of course, Daniel Bryan's going to be in there the longest. Of course, somebody's going to have the most eliminations. Yeah. All right. So let's not make a too big of a deal about this. Let's make a big deal about this when these records are broken at the next 50-man Royal Rumble. Apparently, coming to Jetta in 2019. If you watched our video on a shot of wrestling on Instagram. But then we were down to, I think the 47th guy came out. So now we're three people left. So I'm like, all right, I think it's Chris Jericho. It's Sami Zayn and somebody else. But I'm surprising because it's Big Cass is not in this. It can't be Big Cass. It's the last guy. So I'm like, all right. But what happens? Big Cass comes out. So I'm like, okay. Where's Sami Zayn? Well, it turns out Sami Zayn was not in the Rumble because he is of Syrian descent. You know, he actually started his own movement in Syria. Uh, hashtag Sami for Syria. A mobile health clinic. That's good for him. Uh, Saudi Arabia and Syria cut off relations back in 2012, so he was not stepping foot in that country. All right, so now it makes sense. Good for him. Standing up for what he believes in. But let's talk about what everyone loves to talk about botches. So several botches throughout the night. But of course, let's talk about Jinder Mahal being the consummate professional. He was hit with a whisper in the wind by Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy completely and utterly misses here. What does Jinder do? He flops. He pulls a LeBron James here. He flops. Sells it like a champion that he is. And uh, the announcers try to play it off. as Oh, I think he got him on the back end. I think he might have caught him a little bit. He didn't catch him at all. And I was waiting for the replay. They didn't show no replay because he didn't get hit at all. So good job to Ginger for selling it like a champion that he is. And you know what? Good job to the announcing team to uh, doing their job. Trying to make the most of a shitty situation. Woo! Can we talk about Titus O'Neil? Wow. I mean, that's got to be embarrassing. Oh, man. You can tell when the school kids came out because my network started lagging. Around like 3, 3.30, it was lagging, very slow, very choppy. So I figured, you know, this when the school kids came out, everyone was logging in. And so I was a little behind because it didn't, it didn't freeze on me. It, I still heard the audio, but the picture stopped. When the picture came back, it rewound itself. So now I'm behind. So I'm, I'm starting to fast forward a little bit by a little bit. And I hear the announcer's laughing. I'm like, why are they laughing? So I go back and I see the botch of the century. Man, you got to feel bad for Titus O'Neil. Oh, man, watch it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Google Titus O'Neil, greatest Royal Rumble botch. He's running down the ramp. And right when he gets to the end of the ramp, he trips over his own feet. Not only does he fall to the ground, he falls to the ground and slides underneath the ring, completely underneath the ring. Wow. 
Once again, the announcer is doing their job the best that they can, but they are laughing their asses off. And of course, the truck is laughing their asses off because they're showing replay after replay. I think uh, Elimination 2 came by and they're still showing the replay of it. So definitely check it out. Uh, See if we can put it on our Instagram if we can. But yeah, wow. And then, you know, the WWE does a lot of great things. Some remarkable things. Their video packages, for once, are second to none. Their production value, second to none. But when it comes to their trophies, mm, not a fan. They're very big. They're very bulky. They're very gaudy. Why so big? This one, huge. It doesn't have to be that big. The Dusty Rose Classic Trophy was huge. The Andre the Giant Memorial, way too big. The Women's Royal Rumble, it doesn't have to be that big. What, why so big? What, what are you compensating for? Not a fan of the trophies. But anyway, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I said that there should be an asterisk attached to this match. And uh, if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Or just with The Rock. I'm sure they'll play it over and over again. But Roman Reigns speared Brock Lesnar through the cage itself. Both men went to the ground. Brock Lesnar's feet were still on the cage. So his feet did not touch the floor. No part of him touched the floor. Roman Reigns rolled off and touched the floor with both feet. Ergo, I'm assuming, as a lifelong fan of watching cage matches, he wins. First man to get both feet on the floor wins. He won. But apparently, he didn't win. The referee gave it to Brock Lesnar for being the first man to have a body part touch the ground. I'm confused. Um, The announcing team was even confused. They were like, I guess, one knee equals two feet. But he didn't even have one knee on the ground. So I'm hoping this is a storyline, not a fuck-up. This has to be story. This has to be leading to something. Maybe another matchup. It can't be Backlash. It's Brock Lesnar. So probably another match at what? Survivor Series? Next time we see Brock Lesnar? <sighs> it also stuck out to me. They mentioned how long he's been champion. Don't remember the number offhand, but he won the title back at WrestleMania last year, as we all know. Has yet to give it up. I think he defended, what, once? Twice, maybe? <sighs> Thanks, Brock Lesnar. Great, great, great resign. Great pickup by Brock Lesnar. So I was wondering, are they keeping the title on Brock Lesnar just to beat CM Punk's record of the longest reigning champion of the modern era? They want to screw him, right? I mean, the same way they did Brock, they screwed Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar left right away. Randy Orton became the youngest champion in history. So I'm wondering if that's where they're going with this. Brock Lesnar's going to hold the title until he beats CM Punk's record just to another jab at CM Punk. So I'll be keeping an eye out for that. See what happens. But let me know what you think. Inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. So at the end match of the night, I'm going to give it to the ladder IC championship match. Good match. Of course, a ladder match. Of course, a ladder match is always going to be good. But Seth Rollins, that great ending. You know, it was uh, entertaining. It kept my attention, unlike any other match, except John Cena and Triple H. That was a good match, too. We posted on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Your thoughts on the greatest Royal Rumble match? We got some replies. Speedy0316 said, I guess 0316. Hmm, that makes more sense. Pretty good pay-per-view, actually. Titus O'Neil botched the year. Yep, probably going to be a new Slammy Award category. In brightest day, Titus killed me. I feel that match was an A. Cruiserweight was an A+. Done with Lesnar. And Roman forever. Couldn't agree more. But I'm sure we'll see it very soon. But also, like I mentioned earlier, it was very predictable. Every match, you knew it was going to happen. But going back to a conversation we had with, I think it was Irwin uh, a while back. Wrestling is going to be predictable. Yes. Most of the time, it is very predictable. But it's the fact that it is it entertaining to watch to make you forget that it's predictable. And the greatest Royal Rumble was. Yes, it was predictable. But everything clicked. Everything went over well. Everything was entertaining. It went smoothly. Maybe forget that it was predictable. So good job. If you haven't watched it, if you had to work, you had to go to school, make sure you watch it. It's on demand. Something I told myself, but ignored and called out work anyway, because I'm an asshole. Or a genius. You decide. Either way, don't tell my boss. Let's get into some news. 
It's In The News with Michael J. Putty. The cause of death of Bruno Sammartino was revealed this week. He died of multiple organ failures due to heart issues. He reportedly had a damaged heart, which was caused by a battle, rheumatic fever when he was just 12 years old. He apparently was not aware of his heart problems until the final years of his life. It's believed that the decades of training broke down the functioning pieces of his heart until it could no longer compensate for that damage. So some sad news. But speaking of Bruno, there have been many, many great stories since his passing, including how he was a true gentleman. You know, he was principled and grounded in his beliefs. Uh, he was such a gentleman, in fact. Sammartino is believed to have turned down many movie and TV roles at the height of his career, even in the later days of his career, including appearing on the smash hit television show The Sopranos due to all the swearing. Imagine Bruno on The Sopranos, but the man stuck true to what he believed in. I'd give him credit for that. You know, the news, Brock Lesnar is set to make over a million dollars a year as part of his new contract. He will earn $637,000 per match, as well as $127,000 per TV appearance. He will also receive 6% from all his merchandise sales. As a part of the new contract, WWE will pay Brock another 637 for his likeness for use on merchandising alone. Wow. He saw you guys coming. For that kind of money... Shit, I'll work three days a year too. In other news, an update to a story we keep following. Lindsay Capitelli, the wife of former W Tough Enough contestant Matt Capitelli, has announced on her official Facebook page that her husband will undergo radiation treatments for his brain cancer. Uh, over the next two weeks, he'll undergo a total of five treatments. As of this recording, her latest update, he already went through three of them, which means he only has two remaining. Hope it's working. Matt, keep fighting. Your thoughts and prayers. God bless. In other news. Notably absent from the greatest Royal Rumble event, Zack Ryder. He suffered a knee injury in a match against Mike Canales during a main event taping. However, after going an MRI, he posted an update on his Twitter saying, and I quote, some good news this morning, MCL, ACL, calf muscle strains. Nothing completely torn. No surgery will be needed. Thanks to everyone who reached out. You're welcome. It's time for Raw to get zacked. So my man, speedy recovery, and I look forward to you being back on my TV sometime soon. But speaking of injuries, Daniel Dashwood is reported to have some sort of soldier injury herself. She had to actually cancel a match for Northeast Wrestling because of this injury. There's no word yet at how much time she might miss or need to take off, but her doctor has reportedly told her that she will need to avoid competing in the ring for quite some time in order for the shoulder to recover properly. Do what your doctor tells you to do. Don't come back early to fuck it up even more. So, Daniel, get some rest. Hopefully you come back soon. And better than ever. In other news, Samoa Joe with Jets and SmackDown as part of the whole... Superstar shakeup, but it's being reported that he was drafted to SmackDown to get him away from Roman Reigns. According to PW Stream on Twitter, and I quote, Per source, Samoa Joe was moved to SmackDown Live to avoid Reigns. The two will have a match soon, however. Following that, Reigns is expected to run Raw. As such, Joe wouldn't be a pivotal part of the show. W wants him to play a big role in the company. He wouldn't be able to on Raw, so hence the move, end quote. So I guess we'll see Samoa Joe being a pivotal, huge part of SmackDown Live in the near future. In other news, a cameraman has filed a lawsuit against Titus O'Neil and the WWE for $15,000 in damages after an alleged incident back in 2015. Donald Anderson claims that O'Neill injured him whilst filming WWE Swerved and left him unable to work for six months after kicking the camera out of his hands in anger. The claim also states that the WWE was aware of O'Neill's alleged anger management issues. The initial claims was filed in California, but O'Neill successfully lobbied for his case to be moved to his home state of Florida. The initial suit alleged that Anderson has faced medical bills in the excess of 150000 but the current suit, 
does not mention any medicables of any kind. If successful, O'Neill and the WWE will have to pay Anderson a $15,000 penalty as well as any punitive damages that the Florida court deems appropriate. We'll keep you updated. I'm sure he won't. I'm sure the story will go away right quickly. It's only $15,000 to just chump change to the WWE. And it'll probably be cheaper just to pay him rather than pay all his court fees, legal fees. So so I guess congratulations. Mr. Anderson. You know the news? Finally, talk about The Rock. He was scheduled to team with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 34. He confirmed in an interview for his newest movie, Rampage. He said, and I quote, I'm very proud of her, Triple H and Stephanie. We were really excited about it, but we couldn't make it work this time because I was in Shanghai. But who knows down the line? And quote, The Rock did say he wants another match in the future. However, movie studios are cautious of the potential risk of injury that could happen to one of the biggest names in Hollywood right now. Speaking of The Rock, The Rock and his girlfriend Lauren welcomed their daughter Tiana Gia Johnson into the world this week. So congratulations to them and the beautiful baby girl. He's The Rock surrounded by women. He has his mother, his daughter, his ex-wife, who he's good friends with, his current girlfriend, and two baby daughters. Oof. Good luck, Rock. So believe it or not, that is all the news. The greatest Royal Rumble pretty much dominated the news coverage this week, so let's get right into some cheers and heels. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown Cheers and Heels. He was completely dedicated to wrestling. He wanted to be the best. San Martino was my father's favorite performer, was his father's favorite performer. Just a hero to so many people. He, he was a god. People loved him. He was the godfather of WWE. Because of who you are, I know who I am. In order to be on top, you have to be a winner. You have to be a top man. Music for Bruno San Martino was 21,000 people all chanting, Bruno, Bruno. Bruno San Martino sold out Madison Square Garden 187 times. Based in the house that Bruno built, Madison Square Garden. He held the championship for over seven years. Bruno's a legend. No hide, no doubt, no fear can shake me. The most popular champion in wrestling history. Greatest champion we've ever seen. You will be my light through the darkest night. I can remember going to the magazine rack and Bruno San Martino was all over You look back at old photos, 
with every celebrity, every sports star. He's standing there with his family having a private audience with the Pope. Everybody in the world knew who Bruno San Martino was. Greatest champion and box office attraction in the history of sports entertainment. Bruno lived an extraordinary life. From war-torn Italy, hiding from Nazis, to make it into the U.S. and turn himself into this larger-than-life superhero. I think Rudolph epitomized the American dream. Welcome home. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the great Bruno Sabatino. He's 77 years old. All these people are changing my dad's name. That's pretty cool. I want all the fans, whether in this country or around the world, that whatever success I've had, I owe it all to you. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you and God bless all of you. I'm going to cheers to that. The great tribute package for Bruno San Martino. The whole roster is on the stage for the Tim Bell salute. I mentioned earlier, WWE's video packaging is second to none. Especially the tribute videos. Man, great job. And they always have the great music choice for it. Whatever song they pick always fits who they're tributing. So good job to them. I'm definitely going to cheers to that. Now, people are going to ask me, why am I playing it again? I saw that on Raw. Why are you playing it again for me here? Well, I'm playing it for you because my side heel is the fact that SmackDown didn't play that. Erwin Escobar, the man of a thousand opinions, doesn't watch Raw. He only watches SmackDown. So he did not see that video package. So why don't they play it on SmackDown? It makes no sense. Bruno Samar fucking Tino? He deserves to be played on SmackDown as well. Let's burn right through this. Heel? Yeah, great. Surprise, surprise. Ginger Mahal lost again. Side heel, Colt, you know, marking out big time. He got way too excited about it. Gonna heal Strowman. You're like, uh, you see what he did there? You know, like, what are you doing, bro? Did the whole thumbs up and then thumbs down thing? Um, you're not Batista. That's Batista's thing. Get your own shtick. Don't bite off people who came before you and pave the way for people like you. Another heel. Surprise, surprise. The fucking Miztourage lost again. If they're gonna be losers, if they're gonna be jobbers, it's gonna be more of the same shtick. Why separate them from the Miz? <clears throat> You know, for a superstar shakeup, this is more of the same shit. Uh, I'm going to cheer. I like the finisher of Ziegler and McIntyre. It's effective. I mean, it's weird that both have the ring at the same time. Mm. But I like it. I'm curious to see where these guys go from here. Although, side heel here. His original Broken Dreams theme song was badass during his first run with the company. You know, even I used it as my entrance music as a creative wrestler on WE2K something a couple years ago. Eh. So I'm sorry to see you go. I'm going to give this new one some time to simmer before I hate it or like it. But it's definitely not going to come close to the Broken Dreams theme. So let's see what happens. 
going forward. And of course, I guess the biggest heel of the night, the biggest heel of the week was that main event, the 10-woman tag team match. You know, I love those ladies. Beautiful to look at. Beautiful to watch in the ring. So it's not against them. It's a good match. But give us this main event. And these women, these 10 women are busting their ass to entertain us, tell a story. But the whole purpose of that was to only hype up a woman who wasn't even in that match to begin with, Ronda Rousey. Why not just put her in the match to begin with? Or just do something with her to begin with? Why waste us and why waste their energy? <sighs> Whatever. It's going to smack down the A show, SmackDown. Cheers, you know, good to see the Miz back. Good to see the Miz back where he belongs in the land of opportunity. Also, I think I mentioned this last week. It kind of sucks that he's not on the same show as the IC title. So are they trying to protect Jericho's streak here? I don't know what's going on. But I'm hoping the Miz someday soon breaks that streak. Um, record, I'm sorry. Because he deserves it. Uh, cheers. Um, big Cass. Um, uh, did he take like um, acting lessons or something? Like uh, He's like much better on like the mic and stuff. Like Really? Totally um, stuff? Side heel. These backstage ambush attacks were what he did with Enzo Amore. Is he still doing that? Is that his shtick now? Did he not change his character? Is that the same thing going forward? I guess we'll find out. Ah, uh, cheers. The Iconics going over Becky Lynch and Asuka. You know, not only are they good on the mic, they're smoking hot. And now they're only picking up some victories to back up their mic skills. They're not just pretty faces with banging bodies. They can deliver in the ring. So good job to those girls. I'm going to cheers Carmelo. Playing your highlight reel again. And then almost again. You know, great heel move. Delivered some great heel heat. I got a side cheers here. My girl Charlotte not needing to say one damn word to Carmella. She's just oozing confidence here. And not for nothing, rightfully so. And I was mixed about this, but you're going to cheers, knock them overs. New theme song. The crowd singing along to his theme song was kind of annoying to me. You know, these guys even sang it when they were leaving the arenas. Every time I went to a show, they were singing it in the streets on Bourbon Street on WrestleMania weekend. Ah. <sighs> You know, it's a good way to put a stop to that. Good job to those guys. Uh, he, where, where was Paige? Where was Paige here? She wasn't in Saudi Arabia. Is why I believe Shane wasn't on the screen. You know, where was Paige? I guess SmackDown doesn't need authority figures, huh, Raw? Hmm. Let's get in some ratings. This week's Raw drew at 3.104 million, which is down 14% from last week's 3.622 million. Raw was number four in the night in viewership behind two airings of the NBA playoffs and Hannity. Raw was number three in the night from 18 to 49 demographic behind two airings of the NBA playoffs. SmackDown this week drew a 2.549 million, which is down 9% from last week's 2.796. SmackDown was number six in viewership for the night behind two airings of the NBA playoffs. Tucker Carlson and Rachel Maddow. SmackDown was number three in the night for the 18 to 49 demographic behind the NBA playoffs. Impact this week and the fallout from the big redemption pay-per-view drew 308,000, which is down 17% from last week's 373,000. Impact was number 118 on the cable top 150, down from last week's 113. But of course, if you sports fans know, the NFL draft topped the night for the 18 to 49 demographic that night alone. What'd you think? It was an AT&T stadium, the home of WrestleMania 33. How'd your teams do? I know my New York Giants and New York Jet fans are very happy with their selection. My Miami Dolphins picked number 11 overall. They picked Minka Fitzpatrick, a defensive back from Alabama. Sports Illustrated ranked this a B-. However, he's arguably the most versatile defender in this draft. Then we went on to draft a tight end and an outside linebacker. So we'll see how this goes. How did your team do? Let us know. At Michael J. Putty on Twitter and Instagram. Some go-home thoughts. 
Still yet to watch the Andre the Giant HBO documentary. Still yet to watch the ESPN 30 for 30 Ric Flair. But they both are still on my DVR, so I will definitely let you know when I do watch them and give you a full report. I'm recording the show on Friday night, April 27th. However, April 28th, I'm going to watch Avengers Infinity War with a good friend of mine. Looking forward to that. However, last Marvel movie I've watched was the Avengers Civil War. Or was it Captain America Civil War? I didn't fucking remember. So I missed Doctor Strange. I missed Spider-Man. I missed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I missed Thor Ragnarok. And of course, I missed Black Panther. So I'm assuming I'm going to be lost as fuck here, not knowing what's going on. So hopefully my friend Zay Wahab could uh, steer me in the right direction. You know, I tried to watch it on Cody. My Cody app is not working. So if you have a add-on that lets you watch movies, let me know. At Putty on Twitter and Instagram. Because my Exodus is not working. So looking forward to that. I know Pete Rosado already saw it. He loved it. So I'll let you know what I think next week. Hopefully I can follow along. What the fuck's going on? But that's this weekend. Next weekend. The weekend of May 6th. A shot of wrestling is hosting our viewing party for the pay-per-view backlash. At the Crown Room on Bell Boulevard here in Bayside, Queens. Stop by. There's no cover. We have drink specials, food specials. So come on down. The more the merrier. If you want to watch Backlash with a bunch of rowdy wrestling fans, more than welcome when you're here, your family. So feel free to stop on by. You want more details? Follow at Michael J. Putty on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, a shot of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Shot of wrestling, no A on Twitter for all the details and the address. The more the merrier. So come on by. But that's it, folks. This week for Raw and SmackDown, go home shows to the Grace Royal Rumble. Both sucked. Both didn't deliver anything for me to watch this event but you know i did anyway because i'm you know a mark um there's no news this week so it's very condensed quick show we are still taking applications for what a date with eric jaden dialed up 619-343-3005 let us know what you want to do describe your ideal date with this sexy zane himself this show is to the fans from the fans so get involved make sure you dial it up 619-343-3005 email us your questions comments and concerns inbox at shadowwrestling.com a shadow wrestling on instagram and facebook shot of wrestling no a on twitter get involved and you know he might be right here right on the show mark the bartender downstairs wanted to be involved he watched the royal rumble himself but however the bar downstairs is popping tonight he could not get away to talk about it so that's where i'm going right now mike already texted me he has my drink waiting for me megan's there with my shot ready for me as well so hopefully you know i meet a girl with two arms so that's it for this week i've been your host at michael j putty until next week Party out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody.